Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 13th of September. Welcome back to your morning meeting. Straight over to you, Marcus, with the overnight. Thanks, Gigi. Uh, we have the market continuing to go up. Dow Jones up 229 points, 0.71%. NASDAQ up 1.3%. S&P 500 up over 1%. And the European market's flying along as well. Germany up 2.4%. Most of the UK banks had a really good night as well, so good for financials. UK market up 1.7%. French market up 1.95%. And so it goes on. This risk-on rally is with us. And the US markets are now up 5 to 6% in the last few days. Some of the mega caps overnight, like Apple putting in a good performance, so technology rising. So you can see it's all to do with this CPI number. A number of institutions are obviously taking the bet that this will be the peak inflation number and peak aggression on interest rates. And there was an odd little thing I've written about in strategy today of the short positions in the futures market over the bet that interest rates are going to come off. They were at a record high. In other words, there was a record bet in the futures market that interest rates were going higher. And that in one week has dropped by the most it's ever dropped in a week. In other words, people are beginning to bet interest rates have peaked. Despite that, 10-year bond yield was up a little bit overnight, not by much, but the markets don't seem to mind. And more relevance, I think, to Australians is this US dollar index, which continues to drop. I had it down 0.6% on our table this morning, which is a huge move. I see one of the other newswires had it down 0.38%. But either way, it's a barometer of economic pessimism. In other words, US dollar goes up when people are worrying about the world, growth. And it has absolutely ramped up this year. And now it's selling off. And that's a suggestion that the market's getting more optimistic about global growth. And we do seem to be going risk on. I think Bitcoin's up almost 20% in five days. So all eyes on this CPI number. The chances of a 75 basis point rate rise couldn't be any higher. They're at not well, it could be. They're at 92% could get to 100. But we've already got a 75 basis point rate rise priced into the market. The debate is whether this CPI number will allow the Fed to back off 75 basis point rises and start doing 50 basis point rises. We'll see tonight. I'm not going to make any, I'll do the strategy now. We're not going to make any strategy call going all in ahead of that number. But I think the message on strategy has to be ready to buy. And we are ready to buy. I've also today added an idea, another idea. That's two yesterday, one today. Onto the ideas section. Have a look at that. And also done a great list of stocks with RSI buy signals. There are some interesting ones in there, particularly technology style stocks. A lot of them picking off the bottom now. Otherwise, BHP and Rio were well up in the US, up 2.2% and 1.6%. Vale in Brazil was also up 2%. And the iron ore price uh, was down 0.6%. The coal price was down 2.26%. The energy sector was the best performing sector in the US overnight on the back of the oil price up 1.25%. So energy still going. And gold finally caught a break and was up. I've got it on one system up $12. I've got it on another one up $24. But either way, gold picking up at the moment. And some of the headlines overnight to do with Ukraine, things like Moscow abandoned
Kremlin's main base in northeast Ukraine, sudden collapse of Russia's principal front lines in Ukraine, Euro rallies on developments in Ukraine, joy in northeast Ukraine as residents return after Russian retreat. All those headlines are good for the market. As many of you have pointed out, I'm not sure that even if Russia gets pushed out of Ukraine, I'm not sure that eases up the supply issues that Europe has. If anything, Russia might make them even worse. But it is obviously positive for recession fears. Other headlines, US shares rally while oil climbs, dollar dips, and Wall Street posts four straight day of gains ahead of CPI report. I also noticed one here. Scots face new era as independence case looms. Good luck, Scotland, going independent. The problem with Scotland, I used to service all the Scottish clients. And the problem with Scotland is that their biggest industry is the finance industry, particularly the funds management industry. And in order to have global credibility, most of those funds management groups want to be in London. And if Scotland does claim its independence, they will all disappear. So I'm not sure the Scots will be able to afford to go independent anyway. Plenty more to come on that. That's about it from me. Sorry, waffled on a bit. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. And you went straight into your strategy piece, which is okay with me. I am not the Queen of England. <laughs> Leighton, I'm going to shift over to you and the local market. And what are the brokers saying? Thank you, Chi Chi. So I'll start off with the local market. The ASX 200 is currently up 22 points, having been up as much as 46 points, which is exactly what the futures had expected this morning. Most of our sectors are in positive territory, with gold actually leading the way on the back of that gold price jump that we saw last night. And most of the miners there are trading in positive territory. Energy stocks are also having a nice bounce this morning. Woodside and Santos are both up over a percent each. Financial are continuing higher with the big four banks all trading up and lithium is back up and running again after a bit of a sell-off yesterday tech stocks are underperforming a bit with link down 20.1 percent on the back of a bit of a hiccup with the Dyan Durham not yet meeting one of the FCA's requirements for that takeover. Healthcare is the only sector in the red this morning as Ramsey Healthcare has fallen 10.5% after KKR walked away from the potential takeover deal there. A few of the announcements out this morning, there's a handful of companies in trading halts, but some of the biggest stories, of course, that Link and Ramsey Healthcare story Atlas Arteria was in a trading halt this morning. It announced it entered a binding agreement to acquire a 66.7% stake in Chicago Skyway, and they're launching some equity raising there to fund the acquisition. And the group has also declared a first half unfranked dividend of 20 cents this morning. And Imugene has launched a 400 million share institutional placement at 20 cents a share. On the calendar today, we've got the Westpac Consumer Confidence for September and and NAB business confidence for August. PAN has a PPI number out for August. The UK has some jobs numbers tonight. And of course, the US has that CPI number that we've been waiting for tonight. There's nothing on the corporate calendar and no real big ex-dividends today. We've got South 32 on Thursday, which is the biggest one this week. As for the brokers, there's not a whole lot going on lately. But the biggest one this morning is probably Macquarie with an outperform recommendation for Liontown. And they've got a target price there of $2.50, which is implying a 43% upside. 
side. And that is all I've got this morning, Chichi. Also on the broker stuff, you might have noticed yesterday, I picked it up in the end of day yesterday, but UBS had a bit of research out on mineral resources saying if they did split off their lithium assets into a separate entity, their value would go up 83%, which seemed a bit outlandish. They did have a target price of, I think, $83 compared to $73 now. But all everyone feeding into lithium, another broker, Baron Joy, upgraded its lithium price forecast and upgraded earnings in the sector from anywhere between 40% to 120%. And they highlighted Pilbara Minerals. So the lithium thing will not lie down. Thank you very much for that, Leighton. And Marcus, Marcus, did you finish off your strategy piece with any ideas as well? Yes, look, I've got the ideas section in today. And as I say, we've got a new idea in there today. Was a bit reluctant to go too hard ahead of this CPI number, we'll see. As far as the strategy is concerned, uh, yes, are ready to buy. We are ready to buy. The momentum's obviously there. It is quite short term. It's not technically significant yet, but it is building. And this CPI number could kill or fill in the foundations of a rally. And we'll see what happens tonight. We are in 50% cash. We do have a NASDAQ and an S&P 500 exposure. So uh, we are catching the uh, US rally at the moment, but not doing so in Australia. I'm not sure I would want to buy a Australian index ETF. Uh, I'm not sure the banks are going to rally that hard. And that's a large part of our index. I think we'll be better trying to pick the eyes out of it and in particular wonder whether resources are again bottoming or not. Anyway, plenty to be done. Let's watch this CPI number, not do anything too brave ahead of that. There's also a host of other macro events coming up as well this week. We've got the UK CPI number on Wednesday. We've got a bunch of Chinese data out as well. There's plenty for us to move with this week. Let's just get over tonight and see what happens. And maybe, maybe it will give us the excuse to go all in. Thanks very much for that, Marcus. And Stuart has been joining us with his technical trading section in the newsletter. He'll be joining us at some point in the podcast. But what's in his section today? Yes, Gigi. Stuart has written a technical section today. I suggest members go and have a look at that. He looks at a particular stock in the ASX 200 each week, or he's going to, and this week has picked on Newcrest Mining. He talks about support resistance levels and interestingly about how $20 has been a significant level for Newcrest. It's tried to get through it in the last couple of months a few times and failed. Doubtless, it will approach $20 at some point and will either break or hit the wall again. Anyway, have a read on that. The bottom line recommendation, if anything, is buy Newcrest on a break of $20. It's currently around $18, so it's got a way to go. But the stock's on a six-year low. I see the gold price is up a little bit today. It's not getting there today, but one day. Anyway, have a look at the technical section, a mixture of recommendation and education. Thank you very much for that summation, Marcus. What an exciting new section for our members. Let's move over to the question of day. Who is the most interesting person you have met and talked to? Leighton, can we move over to you? Yeah, we sure can. I'm going to cheat a little bit with this one because I sort of didn't actually meet them, but 
and I hope everyone knows who this is, but I've spoken on the phone to Tony Hawk, the skater. That was, oh, wow. that was pretty cool. That's yeah, that pretty was, cool. It was pretty cool and just very, I don't know, a very different one, I feel like. A phone call. It's just a bit strange, but yeah. that's What led to that phone call? Uh, it was one of my mum's, like one of our family friends. He used to do all of the lighting set up for big shows and he was doing it at, at an event that Tony Hawk was skating at or something and he was just there with him and I don't know, just put him on the phone to us. It was over in America somewhere and he just put him on the phone to me and my brother. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Fantastic. And Marcus, who's the most interesting person you've ever met and spoken to, other than yourself in the mirror every uh, morning? Other than myself, yourself and Henry and Leighton, of course. No, I would say that I wrote an article about it, actually. The richest man in England at the time, it was Michael Spencer was his name. He started City Index, which was owned by ICAP. But City Index became a CFD provider. And they were one of the first spread betting businesses in the UK. And they realized that they could take bets on sports outcomes. So the number of goals XYZ is going to be winning by, that sort of thing. And then suddenly realized they could do that for the FT all share as well. How many points was the index going to go up and down each day? Then they suddenly realized they could take bets on share prices. Before you knew where you were, the CFD industry was born and my best man was his CEO at City Index. But Michael Spencer and uh, my best man, Martin, we went out a few times and we were always driven in Spencer's jag out to some nightclub with endless champagne and he would tell us some of the rules of being rich and I put those in an article now you remind me Chichi I might just publish that article called the richest man in England in fact I will publish that article today and you'll be able to read that in the newsletter today or tomorrow yeah, it's a good read. It's an oldie but a goodie. So definitely publish that again for our members. And for myself, I will hop back again to an actress who's British called Barbara Windsor because she was the most interesting person I have ever spoken to because she'd been working since the, the late 50s and had lots of really funny stories. She was in the Carry On movies. Very delightful person to, to sit down and have dinner with at an event at a theatre that I used to work for in the UK. So that was the most exciting person I've ever spoken to, but I'm hoping to meet more. And Cameron, how about yourself? Who's the most interesting person you've ever spoken to and met? Mine would have to be Marcus. He appears on ABC quite frequently. And I've been watching him for years. Utter rubbish, Cameron. So thank you, everyone, for a lovely morning meeting. We will leave you here today, but see you back here tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.